I go now to uh, Kate Crane Briggs of uh, Culture Connect, and she's going to be talking to us about an event that's coming up called Walk and Talk, Cape Town's Woman Past and Present. What a wonderful name. Kate, hello. Hello there. What a wonderful thing to to have a walk and talk and explore um, this issue of of women, especially, of yes. course, in, in this month. Yes. Well, it's the first time um, I've done it, and I have been doing these um, walks in town for five years now, and I'm collaborating with Nancy Richards who some of you may know is the founder of Women's Zone. And so together we've got a lineup of great speakers at various stops throughout town. We start at the visitor centre in Company Gardens, um, at that delightful small building near the restaurant. It's actually the Cape Town Heritage Trust, and we're going to be hosted by Giselle Courtney of the Finboss experience um so she's going to be giving us fame boss tea and she's quite an entrepreneur and we want wow, to show oh, wonderful that okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, women in cape town um often you know leading small businesses they've started mm-hmm. um and then um we've, we're talking about the benches some of you may have seen dotted around town the rock girl benches um, some of them are mosaic and um, we've got not the founder India but one of her colleagues Bernie Mishana who's going to talk at not only the ones in Company Gardens but the one that was in Couture Place that was destroyed I don't know if you know that story I could no tell us know. tell us yeah little soup um, song yes there's on St George's Mall uh, quite near Woolworths there's um, Couture Place and there is a rock girl bench there and some other benches and then there was one that was decorated for Couture in a really beautiful mosaic and unfortunately it was vandalised three years ago by people who are fans of Couture and felt they didn't want to say it's on the heroin Um, but there, there is a panel. So wow. So, so, get, so let me get this right. They vandalized it because they didn't want. They were fans of hers. <laughs> that seems counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah, they said it was inappropriate. Okay, and um, and and of course the intention was to honour her. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, carry on. And so we'll get the sort of inside track um, <laughs> in, in sort of exactly what what happened um, and. After we've been to that place, we'll go to Kuman Devet's house. So very different, you know. This is a wealthy lady, um, again from history, but who was an activist. It wasn't for her. The Castle of Good Hope would have been demolished because the army thought it was um, not fit for purpose <laughs> as a centre for them. Um, so we're covering a whole gamut so, of so women. So I did not know that. So she was instrumental in keeping the castle as a going concern. Exactly, as a castle, that it being demolished. Uh, so she was big into heritage, um, into the preservation of Cape Town's past, not only its buildings, but also objects like furniture. Mm, okay. 
Uh, was it, she, did she curate uh, the the furniture that was kept and maintained in the castle, or was she just instrumental in keeping it uh, as it was and not being demolished? Yeah, yeah. So, so just keeping the building um, as a historic monument and not letting the powers that be knock it down and, and build a new centre for the for the armed forces. Mm. Wow. Okay. And it's such a um, wonderful a, a building. I have a friend who oh, works isn't there. It beautiful. And she takes photographs and posts them. So you get the different flavor and the rain soaked and, and, you know, different lighting. And, um, a lot of people use it also for film shoots. Good. And I myself um, did a film shoot there as well. <laughs> it was oh, supposed good. to be, it was supposed good. to be, it was supposed to be France. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see that be quite convincing. I was a fishmonger. <laughs> <laughs> so Use that's the coffers because it needs quite a bit of conservation work. Yes, and I know they're also trying to present the stories of the people who were there, the slaves. Okay, um, and so part of the walk we're going to Church Square, and is probably aware of the monuments um, to the slaves. And some have of women, um, and of course it's near the slave lodge, which is, of course, absolutely horrendous. The conditions that anyone <laughs> based there had to endure, but particularly women, as it was in, in many ways the brothel of Cape Town. Okay, so. Um that was um they would have, could have shot harlots there <laughs> exactly okay um, so and then, and then there's the um the mother church of course Britta Kirk in church square yes um and you could also talk about the mother city they nobody seems to know why cape town's been called the mother city um, there, there are various theories, like the shape of Table Mountain, that's like a woman lying on her back. I think it's the mother city because it was the first city, as we know it, <laughs> in southern Africa. And then others yeah. say the true meaning of metropolis um, is a clever play of, of the Greek meaning of the word, which literally translates to mother city. Wow. So it's um, a whole exploration of that. Um, yes, yes. Because well, we often we, we often just think of it as as a name, um, and mm. we don't think of the maternal aspect, or perhaps, <laughs> uh, and 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 often, of course, you get all these apocryphalic stories, as you say, a woman lying on her mm. back. I've never looked mm. at Table Mountain and thought it was a woman lying on her back, but clearly, I don't have enough imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, I, I haven't heard that one. It's just been researched this walk. It's actually from the Cape Town Tourism's Visitor Guide. I got that one. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so, so, um, um, and what's a rock girl bench? Okay, so, um, the one actually at the waterfront, and they're just quite low level benches, and it's very much promoting the idea of safe places for people to sit. And they were the brainchild of a U.S.-born activist. I think she's a lawyer by trade called India. And she has this non-for-profit that do trips 
it's all about empowering women, um, and this is just one of their, their programs. Um, and they um, use really top quality artists and designers. So um, I don't know if you know um, Laurie Vid van der Heven. He's sort of one of Southern Guild's top designers and has won at awards. So he's designed bench benches for them. And then um, Mesesis Freak. I can't remember her first name, Friedman, who's done amazing works, has also been commissioned by them. Wow, okay. So it's very much about women empowerment. Mm, mm, mm. So how long is this whole walk going to take? It's going to be just over two hours. And um, after Company Gardens, we're going to the cathedral, just the steps outside, and we're really chuffed because Mary Burton is going to say a few words there. Oh, of um, the Black Sash. Wow. Patron. Yes, exactly. Wow. I know her. I mean, yes. my mother was part of the Black Sash. Oh, I know. Okay. Fabulous. Because you know, we want to talk about women as protesters, activists, and you know, the cathedral was a safe haven. There was also a, you know, a place where there was... Um, demonstrations and marches, whether it was activism, being so close to Parliament and Tutu. So um, that's another highlight, hearing Mary's story. Now, I mean, my mom was part of the Black Sash, um, obviously, in the 60s, 70s. And mm-hmm. she, she would she would now be in her mid-90s. How old is Mary? I'm not sure. M- maybe 80s. Okay. Okay. Um, so she would have been younger than my mom then at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How it's wonderful! I mean, because I mean, about the, the black sash. The black sash is such an institute, and and many people aren't aware mm. of that. Um, mm. And as as you say, seated uh, in, in 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 the cathedral, um, it's it, it it's a reminder because you know in in those times uh, a lot of the philanthropists were women, and as you mentioned, mm. the clergy. And they, yep. uh, there were many pockets in Cape Town where people were given um, safe haven and were given refuge in the churches. And there mm. was, there, it was, it was hugely controversial because some people felt that the church should not venture into the arena of politics. And the the clergy, mm. their feeling was, it's humanitarian. Yeah, yeah. Humanitarian is a key word here. And in fact, yeah. um, this event is a precursor to, you probably know about the Women's Humanitarian Walk that's on the public holiday, Women's Day, um, which starts um, actually in the Boerkarp this year and finishes at Artscape. Um, And the theme this year is Uniting Cape Town in Faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, a word still to be there. And were your were your tour to venture into the suburbs, you would have gone to to visit my ancestors' place, which was the Janet Boyle Institute. Um, she was a, a philanthropist who assisted a lot of women who came to Cape Town and oh, really? found and themselves. Exactly, didn't they? Sorry. Where, where is that? Um, that is, um, well, was in Kenilworth. It closed down a, a couple of years ago. Um, but, um, she, she started that a hundred years ago. <laughs> and wow. the Janet uh, Boyle Institute was then a library. It used to be a place where, where women were assisted in, in terms of getting past uh, paperwork, 
um, so she she was somebody who really assisted the local people of the time. Mm. Well, it's just um, fantastic that stories like this can be told because of events like this. And Women's Zone has done this lovely book, Being a Woman in Cape Town, that tells the story of a lot of women. Sounds a bit like your grandmother who... Um, many people don't know about and should. Yeah, well, she was way before uh, uh, my grandmother, yeah. but but absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and a lot of people do know about it, but you must have had such fun researching this. Oh, yes, yes, and um, it, it's been quite hard to keep it to two hours. Yes, Because <laughs> yes. um, you were thinking of doing something around the female entrepreneurs. Yes. And the artists and the architects so we're stopping at the AVA gallery um, where Miriam Ashmore is going to host us the director and Diana Williams the trustee Um, and then hopefully some of the local gallerists and female designers such as from Mimi Me will will pop in for a drink too and of course what you realise is you've got lots of stops and at each stop you're going to have someone talking so it can get <laughs> longer than two hours. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be very strict. <laughs> while while the, the the walk is entitled "Walk and Talk: Cape Town's Women, Past and Present," it's not for women only. No, no, it would be be great, and um, to have men. And um, there's a 13 year old coming, <laughs> and as you intimated. Um, Mrs. Burton is probably quite senior. So we hope to get a range of ages and backgrounds. Wow, wonderful. I mean, we we spoke uh, quite a while ago about Culture Connect and Mm -hmm. and what you do. So let's backtrack a little bit about the kind of tours that you curate. Take us back to that story. Yes. So um, I love exploring and finding interesting places that often are hard to get into, um, like the amazing Art Deco skyscraper, Mutual mutual Heights, um, or getting a curator to talk about an exhibition and the rationale. And I've recently started a bit like a book club and you're meant to read beforehand but nobody ever does <laughs> um, and so, so, um, oh I love that we <laughs> sort of share a, a, a passion about a subject so the strand at the moment is sand art um, rock paintings because obviously that was the start of creativity and it's still understandably has an influence on many artists and designers. So on Tuesday night, um, Emeritus Professor John Parkington is going to give us a talk at the archaeology department at UCT. And then afterwards, with a glass of Demay wine and a few smoothies, we'll be chatting about what he's going to be talking about, which is why did some people paint so many elephants? in the Western Cape. Um, and then um, the, the two after that is actually um, contemporary. Uh, we've got Martin Lardner-Burke um, and Karen Trengo talking about the silo district 
how that was envisaged and transformed from rather a sorry, bit derelict, but heritage site mm. to this sort of luxury upmarket area, hotel, mm-hmm. <laughs> museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's on the 29th. That's actually a Wednesday morning, so we can get into the museum for free. So, um, so what what you do essentially is to offer um, these private tours. Um, and are you still doing Airbnb experience? Yes, I'm still I'm still on that platform. Mm. And so, in addition to these public events like the walkabout on Saturday and the um, sun art discussions, I take around tourists. Um, who either are regular visitors and want something a bit different or they're passionate about culture and want to get the inside track. Mm, mm. And of course, you know, of, of all the shows I do, I'm often surprised at the ones that get uh, the biggest response. And people do respond to buildings in Cape Town. And what yeah. you're doing is you're not, it's not just about buildings. It's about the stories behind the buildings. And that's what makes it mm. an experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not doing an architectural walkabout. You, you're actually delving deeper and, and you're giving people mm. a really, a, a really a sense of past and present. Of course, the building has, has its, um, its energy, if you like, but, but the story mm. gives it more gravitas somehow. Yeah. Bring, brings it to life. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have an amazingly designed building, beautifully conserved, looked after, but it's the people and, as you say, it's the stories that really matter and add meaning. Mm-hmm. And and your, um, your walk on Saturday, what time does it start? It starts at 10. We'll be quite prompt. <laughs> Perhaps I should say it's sort of 9... 50 for a 10 start. Okay, okay. Um, and then we we finish at Strand Street at a Tanzanian cafe called The Meeting Point, where the co-owner is a woman, of course, and fantastic chef, Rita, is cooking a Tanzanian-style lunch that people can stay on, of course, they want. And so that's an extra 120 rand, and the walk is 200 rand. So it, you can choose to do the walk and then opt out, um, yeah. or and and that of course keeps you you moving. So you can't sort of loiter um, at the AVA gallery or <laughs> get get long. stuck at the cathedral. Um, it's, yeah. But it but it does give people pause so that mm-hmm. people don't have to feel like you're being marched, frog marched around Cape Town. Mm. So mm. And, and that's part of what you do. You make sure that it's it's. It's a walk, and then you stop, and you have a talk, and then you walk on. Yeah. So there are six stops over two hours. Okay. And uh, and we'll chat in between, and you know, say, look, there's Queen Victoria. You know, she never she never came to Africa. <laughs> um, and you know, the slave lodge was converted from a court to a museum by the first female architect, fully qualified architect, Magda Sir. Um, so there will sorry, be chat in between. So the slave lodge is the first female architect. You said, yeah. So um, the it was, as you probably know, um, uh, Supreme Court at one stage, 
um, it was the old Supreme Court, and she basically designed it so that it could be the South African Cultural History Museum in the early 1960s. Yeah, you see, um, you know, there's lots, so much stuff happening that we aren't aware of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so she, she got a Bachelor of Arts um, here, but then had to go to London in the 1920s, the Architecture Association, to get qualified. Okay. No. Yeah, if- uh, yeah sorry. So, so yeah, that really, that also, I mean, the first female architect and in the 60s, I mean, it, I'm, I'm reminded, I mean, I was born in 1960 and my mother often speaks of the fact that as a woman, um, when, when, when she, she was born in the 20s, you know, she mm. had two choices. She could be a nurse or she could be a teacher and she chose being a nurse. Uh, and yeah. 60s things were opening up, but you know, the, mm-hmm. It, it it was very sparse picking for, for women who wanted to, to go into those kinds of professions. Mm, mm. And I think it's everywhere, because you probably tell I'm from the UK, and it's the same for my mother, with very limited choices. So really what you're doing is you're saluting women, you're saluting women uh, in the evolution of the city, um, you're mm-hmm. saluting women in their professions, you're acknowledging mm-hmm. the pain and suffering of the slaves, and mm-hmm. um, uh, the, you know, at, at, at acknowledging the sort of the, the, the brothel seedy side of yeah. of the of the city and that kind of heritage. Of course, that still continues. Yeah. Um, of mm. course, Kratoa very much uh, a name that people are looking uh, towards having attached to our airport. Do you have a thought on that? Yeah, oh, oh uh, that's it's really contentious. I think that would be fantastic. But do. You- think there's a lack of not only women's presence in terms of things like monuments, but the first people, the indigenous people, um, there's not even a museum or within a museum, a gallery about them. Um, So, um, I mean, nothing straightforward and that sort of thing, but it would be fascinating to see obviously what name is chosen. Yes, it would. Now, um, Katie, people want to join. You said you're starting at 10 and you're starting in, in the company gardens. People can't yep. just pitch and pay you there. They have to go to Culture Connect South Africa to book, I'm assuming. Or can yeah, they? Yeah, please. If they, could, if they could ring me, that would be great. Because obviously, um, we want to make sure there aren't too many people. Um, and, and and the lunch um, has to be booked. Sure we have enough cups of tea <laughs> okay. and, um, at the, the visitor centre at Coming Gardens and also the AVA. They're going to be giving us refreshments. So um, shall I give you my email and actually phone number is best? All right. So it's 072-377-8014. And then... Um, my email is kate at cultureconnectsa.com. It's also on the cultureconnectsa.com website and the Facebook page, Culture Connect SA. So, so people can... Yeah, just Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah like once they've got the Culture Connect, they should be able to track that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And with SA at the end, because there's some Culture Connects in the States. 
And Kate, do you yeah, have a country. do you have a number at which you find the tour gets a bit cumbersome and people can't hear the speakers? I mean, you're making six stops and you've gone to great lengths to get yeah. some very powerful speakers. It would be very sad mm. if you can't, uh, you know, get a um, yeah yeah to hear. Um, what? Well, um, we won't have more than twenty. Okay. Um, that's that's the limit. Um, we've currently got 13 people booked on it. Now, if people, for some reason, can't do the tour but love the concept and want to get all the gears from the tour and want to hook up uh, at, at at the meeting point, um, what did you say, Tan- uh, Tanz- uh, Tanzania? Tanzania? Yes, it, yes. Um, it is a Tanzanian cafe and it's 67 Strand Street. And, it, and again, if you Google it, they don't have their own website. But it would be really nice. They could, could then book just in. for the lunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 120 rand, as I said. Okay. And you know, Nancy Richards would be there and others. And it's a time to connect in a different way. Well, you know, what I can imagine if somebody's, you know, you know, a 10, perhaps they've got something else on. But you do, mm-hmm. you, you do gather such a momentum and it would be wonderful just to sit and, and hear the mm. highlights of, of the people yes. who've done the tour. Yes. And we've got, um, a word artist, um, doing a recital of a very powerful, poem and uh, you, you may know it's by Shelley Barry called Womandler um, oh, yes, okay. Vanessa Lipari and so she's going to be at the lunch um, so hopefully she might recite some other poems as well yeah. I, I can just see it be sort of quite spontaneous and yes. nice time to relax and you know, chat now I'm feeling quite bad that I can't join you because because I've got something else on. <laughs> but oh. but um, you know that's life. You 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 hit some yeah. and you miss some. So um, yeah. a, a wonderful experience for people who 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 love Cape Town and have a sense of the richness of it and and want to in some way acknowledge uh, the role of women, um, not only in the architecture but also mm. in the lived experience. Yeah, exactly. It'd be, it'd be really nice and. Um, um, they do get in touch and a WhatsApp's also good uh, if you can't phone and um, you know, maybe I'll do something again similar next year. Yes, yes. But I, I have a feeling that this might be something that um, you, you know I, I'm sure what you do is once you do one of these walk and talks is you get a sense of what works and what doesn't. And, mm, um, mm. you know, the lunch is also a kind of debrief because you get a sense of the highlights, uh, f- from mm. the, from the people. And, and from there, you can, you can certainly plan another one. Um, we, we of course yes. don't also have to wait for Women's Month to do these things. <laughs> um, That's but it does true. fit nicely within the, the, the whole, mm. uh, the whole movement mm. that's, that's happening around the world globally. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So have a wonderful uh, walk and talk. That's uh, walk and talk. Cape Town's woman, past and present, and Kate Crane Briggs uh, from Culture Connect is going to be curating along with Nancy Richards. Thanks very much for your time on Cape Talk, Kate. Thanks, Lindsay. I've enjoyed it.